Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. And from time to time, we include an article, a newsy article, something in the news, and I read that for you and I give you some words and expressions that have been used in the article and explain what they mean. So that's exactly what we're going to do in this particular lesson. And at the end of the lesson, if you need any further help, need any further explanations or examples, then please write to me on www.englishlessonviaskype.com and I'll happily provide you with any information that you like or that you need. Okay, so getting back to this advanced English lesson, it's all about a, an article. The article appeared in the Guardian newspaper, which is a really nice uh, source of well-balanced articles that we like to read from time to time. And the particular heading in this particular article is another warning about the AI apocalypse. I don't buy it. So it's not my opinion. It's the opinion of the journalist who wrote the particular article. So he's just saying, or she's saying, another warning about the AI, the artificial intelligence apocalypse. People think we're coming into a major, major catastrophe dealing with artificial intelligence. And the journalist says, I don't buy it, meaning they don't necessarily agree with it. So what I'll do, I'll read it once just for you to get the gist of what it's about. Then I'll read it a second time, putting some stress on certain words, and then I'll come back and I'll give you an explanation as to the meaning of those particular words. Okay, so let's start. And here's the text. So I'll read it once for you just to get a gist and then a second time to get a better understanding and I'll come back and give you the particular words and expressions that I've highlighted so you get a meaning and how we can use them. So here's the first reading just for the gist. AI tools like ChatGPT are everywhere. It is the combination of computational power and availability of data that has led to a surge in AI technology. But the reason models such as ChatGPT and BARD have made such a spectacular splash is that they have hit our own homes with around 100 million people currently using them. This has led to a very fraught public debate. It is predicted that a quarter of all jobs will be affected one way or another by AI and some companies are holding back on recruitment to see which jobs can be automated. Fears about AI can move markets, as we saw yesterday when Pearson shares tumbled over concerns that AI would disrupt its business. And looming above the day-to-day -day debate are the sometimes apocalyptic warnings about the long-term dangers of AI technologies, often from loud and arguably authoritative voices belonging to executives and researchers who developed these technologies. So, are people right to raise the specter of apocalyptic AI-driven destruction? In my view, no. I agree that there are some sobering risks, but people are beginning to understand that these are socio-technical systems. That is, not just neutral tools, but an inextricable bundle of code, data, subjective parameters and people. 
AI's end uses and the direction it develops aren't inevitable and addressing the risks of AI isn't simply a question of stop or proceed. Companies are aware of these issues as they work on new systems. OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, sums them up pretty well. It recognises that while a lot has been done to root out racism and other forms of hate from ChatGPT's responses, manipulation and hallucination, which means producing content that is nonsensical or untruthful, essentially making stuff up, still happen. I'm confident that trial and error plus burgeoning research in this area will help. Okay, so that's the article. So basically what the journalist is saying is giving his opinion about the current surge in the interest in artificial intelligence, in particular systems such as ChatGPT and BARD, which have been introduced in the last six months or so, and there are lots and lots of people around the world using it. But there are also frustrations because the impact of ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence on current jobs is huge. And people, of course, are panicking and worried as to what the future will hold for jobs. So this particular journalist believes that balance is important, that yes, these issues are there, but we shouldn't be overly concerned. And like everything else, we should learn to embrace these new developments. They happen to be my own opinions. I think that's actually quite right, that it's senseless and difficult to push them aside and ban them or try to ban them because they will be there anyway. So we might as well embrace what is there and try to work for the good and the better of everyone. Okay, so let me read it to you a second time, a little bit more slowly, okay, so that you can understand it. And then I'll give you a meaning of the words that I've highlighted. AI tools like ChatGPT are everywhere. It is the combination of computational power and availability of data that has led to a surge in AI technology. But the reason models such as ChatGPT and BARD have made such a spectacular splash is that they have hit our own homes with around 100 million people currently using them. This has led to a very fraught public debate. It is predicted that a quarter of all jobs will be affected one way or another by AI, and some companies are holding back on recruitment to see which jobs can be automated. Fears about AI can move markets, and as we saw yesterday when Pearson shares tumbled over concerns that AI would disrupt its business. And looming above the day-to-day debate are the sometimes apocalyptic warnings about the long-term dangers of AI technologies, often from loud and arguably authoritative voices belonging to executives and researchers who developed these technologies. So are people right to raise the specter of apocalyptic AI-driven destruction? In my view, no. I agree that there are some sobering risks, but people are beginning to understand that these are socio-technical systems. That is, not just neutral tools, but an inextricable bundle of code, data, subjective parameters, and people. AI's end uses and the direction it develops aren't inevitable, and addressing the risks of AI isn't simply a question of stop or proceed. 
Companies are aware of these issues as they work on new systems. OpenAI, the, the company behind ChatGPT, sums them up pretty well. It recognizes that while a lot has been done to root out racism and other forms of hate from ChatGPT's responses, manipulation and hallucination, which means producing content that is nonsensical or untruthful, essentially made up, still happen. I'm confident that trial and error plus burgeoning research in this area will help. Okay, so there's the article, as I explained before, just the argument that's going on these days between should we or should we not embrace or try to ban all of this new issues, this new media, this new these new platforms such as Chat, GPT and BARD. Okay, so the words that I've highlighted. The first word is computational, computational. So just be careful with the pronunciation, okay? Computational. And computational means about calculating something, okay? So when you calculate how much you need, it's a computation. You carry out a computation. And of course, all the algorithms that we use are computational power to identify how to use these particular artificial intelligence platforms. Computational. Second word, surge. And we have it here, led to a surge in AI technology. A surge means a sudden increase. So if there's a power blackout in certain countries, it's often because there has been a surge in demand. So in particularly cold winters, people switch on their heating. And as a result, there's a surge in demand for electricity, and that might result in a blackout. So surge is a sudden increase. Or if there's heavy rains and floods in a river, there may be a surge of water, a sudden increase in the flow of the water that causes flooding surge. So it's a noun, okay? And for pronunciation, take the word urge and just put the S on the front of it. Surge. A surge in demand. Okay, third word. Fraught. Fraught. Now think of the word taught. Teach taught. And now fr. Fraught. Forget your pronunciation. In the article we have, this has led to a very fraught public debate. Fraught means very difficult, very niggly, you know, very argumentative. It's not everybody in agreement with each other. People are arguing on one side, other people are arguing on the other side. So it is fraught. It means it is difficult. And we have this expression in English, fraught with difficulties. There are problem. So it's not an easy passage. It's not going to be smooth. It's fraught public debate or fraught public opinion. Number four, to hold back on. In the article, we said companies are holding back on recruitment. So to hold back on something is to delay. Okay, So companies are holding back on recruitment because they want to see, can they get away without recruiting people and just use artificial intelligence? Of course, it will go straight to the bottom line. So to hold back on something means to prevent it from being issued. So perhaps there's an article and the publisher said, no, let's hold back on publishing that article for a few days, meaning let's delay publishing that article for a few days to hold back on. To tumble 
over. Okay, now here we're talking about financial aspects, the shares in a leading publishing company called Pearson, the shares uh, tumbled over concerns. So they tumbled mean they fell. So when something tumbles, it falls. So the value of these shares fell over the concerns about artificial intelligence and its impact on the company's business. So they, this is the reason why the shares fell. They tumbled over concerns that AI would, and here's the next word, disrupt their business. So when something is disrupted, it's, it doesn't stop completely, but it is made more difficult. So business is disrupted. So for example, if there was a train strike or a strike by doctors, then traveling in the trains would be difficult because it would be disrupted. You're not, not sure whether your train is running or not, or if you have to have an operation to get your knee replaced or whatever it might be. If there are no doctors, then the operations, the schedule of operations will also be disrupted. Some will happen, some will not. So when we disrupt something, we cause problems, difficulties. It doesn't stop entirely, but it's not easy to get things done. So not easy to travel during a train strike. There will be a lot of disruption, not easy to have normal everyday operations in the hospital. When there's a doctor's strike, it will cause some disruption. Okay, now the next word we have is looming. Okay, so and looming above the day-to-day -day debate. So when something looms, it's sort of hanging there, you know, waiting to fall. For example, if you're looking out the window on a cold October, November day, there might often be uh, some fog around. So the fog looms over the streets. It sort of just hangs there and makes it very difficult for you to see through that fog. It looms. Or if something looms, it's just hanging there and you're waiting for something to happen. So if a factory or a business is going to close or there are concerns or rumors that the company has financial difficulties, then there's looming over the city this uncertainty whether people are going to lose their job. So it looms something that just hangs there. And in the article we said, and looming above the day-to-day -day debate. So something was in the air, hanging there over their heads like a big weight waiting to fall. Okay, looms. Number eight, the next word is sobering. In the article we say, I agree that there are some sobering risks. Sober is when you're not affected by al alcohol, you are sober, but sobering risks are risks that make you sit up and think. Okay, so in this article, they're talking about the possible apocalyptic destruction that artificial intelligence will cause. And this person writing the article says they don't agree with this, but there are some sobering risks, meaning there are some risks that you really need to think about. You can't just avoid them and put your head in the sand. So sobering risks, risks that are out there that are real and you need to think about. The next word, inextricable. Now here, I just want to focus on the pronunciation first of all, okay? So inextricable, 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 inextricable. Now, what does it mean? Inextricable means something that cannot be separated, okay? In the article, they say, this is, uh, that is not just 
neutral tools, but an inextricable bundle of code, data, subjective parameters, and people, meaning these things cannot be separated. It's all part of the same problem, the problem about artificial intelligence. They're inextricable. All the issues are inextricable. They cannot be separated. Okay? In countries, often we talk about the inextricable link between state and church, where often, you know, what the church does and what the state does are exactly the same. So this inextricable link. Okay? So we have to be really careful about the pronunciation and then also to get the correct meaning. Inextricable. Next word, inevitable, a little bit easier to pronounce, inevitable. And here in the article we say the use of artificial intelligence at the end of the day and the direction in which it develops aren't inevitable. So inevitable means something that is, is going to happen no matter what. So, you know, the end of the day is always inevitable. We get up in the morning at 7 or 8 a.m. The surest thing is that we'll go to bed when it's dark at 10, 11, or 12. So the, day, the end of the day is inevitable. You can't stop it happening. In the article, they say this change isn't inevitable, meaning it doesn't have to be something that will uh, happen, but we can make changes. So inevitable is something that is always going to happen, inevitable. As soon as night follows day, it's inevitable. We are born, we live, we die. It's inevitable, yeah? There are certain things in life that are inevitable. Life, death, and taxes was a famous quotation. So the people are born, people die, and people pay taxes. Inevitable. Okay, and the next expression we have to root out something, okay? And here they say to root out racism. So to root out something means to get rid of it, okay? So if you're digging in the garden and you dig up a big tree, you literally root it out, meaning you dig up all the roots that hold the tree into the ground. Or if you've got a problem in your office or you've got a problem in the school, you try to root out the cause of the problem. You know, if there's somebody who's been disruptive, you might tell them they need to find some other place to work. Or if there's a pupil who's been disruptive, you might send them home from school for a few days or a few weeks or tell the parents that this child is causing problems and we have to root out bullying or racism within the school. And if the child doesn't improve the behavior, then they will be asked to leave. So to root out something is to get rid of it, dig it up and throw it out, to root out. And then number 12, to make up. In the article it says to make up stuff. We make up stories. Kids make up stories all the time. They make up little friends that don't really exist. They make up stories why they didn't do their homework. They make up stories why they don't want to go to school because they've got a headache or a pain in their tummy. So people are constantly making up stuff, making up stories that are not really true, either to impress somebody or to get something that they want to make up. In our article here, they're talking again about this whole chat GPT where they try to root out racism and also this idea where people make up stories that are not really true, but people for some strange reason believe it. Okay, so to root out those people making stuff up or making up stuff. And then finally, we have another word quite difficult on the tongue for pronunciation burgeoning. 
burgeoning. Now make sure you've got the G sound, J, burgeoning, yeah? Okay, so it's like, again, the word urge, got a J, urge, and then burge, burgeoning. Okay, now burgeoning means growing quickly or developing or expanding. So here they're talking about, I am confident that trial and error plus burgeoning research, lots of increasing or growing research in this area will help. Okay, so we might have a burgeoning economy, economy that started off small, but year by year is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, burgeoning. So let me give you the pronunciation again. Burgeoning. 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 Okay, so a burgeoning economy, burgeoning research. Okay, so there are the words we have, 13 in total. Let me run through them again quickly. Computational, surge, fraught, to hold back on, to tumble over to disrupt, to loom or looming, sobering, inextricable, inevitable, to root out, to make up stuff, and then finally burgeoning. Okay, so hopefully you've enjoyed that particular article. AI and all this issue about ChatGPT chat GPT is really top of the agenda these days. Everybody is talking about it. You know, everybody is looking out for it. Everybody's practicing. We tried it ourselves here just to see what we could get. And the results are quite, quite amazing. Okay, so if there's anything else that you require in relation to this article or the words or the phrase of the expressions, as I said at the beginning, give me a call, send me an email, and we'll try to help you out. Okay, this is Harry as always thanking you for listening and for watching. And remember, join me for the next lesson.